gathered in God's house to experience God's goodness and God's presence. I want to welcome you here tonight to the Victory Christian Fellowship. If you're watching online, we just want to welcome you. And Lord, we look to you tonight. And we give you thanks and praise and glory. Lord, that your presence is welcome here. And I thank you, Father, that as your word goes forth, you will confirm your word with signs and following in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, that you will be glorified and lifted up in this place. Your people will be made free and full in the name of Jesus. And Holy Spirit, you will have the freedom to do what you need to do. And we give you glory and honor and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand up and worship the Lord together. Let's worship tonight. Come on, let's ask for this worship before we start singing.
that the good shepherd speaks to us, Lord, and we hear your voice. Say, tonight is my night. God set an appointment with you. And he's here and you're here. Hallelujah. Want to let the young people know that on Tuesday, February 8th, they're going to have their Valentine's party from 5.30 to 8. Notice that time, 5.30 to 8. And I want you to keep... uh, your eyes and ears open. Um, we're going to monitor the storm on Sunday. And if so, we're, we, we're going to have a Saturday night service starting at 6 p.m. So if, if it's for sure that we're, it's going to snow um, on Sunday, then we're going to plan to meet on Saturday. Amen? Yeah, if you want to... Be on the calling post or whatever to be notified. You can see Miss Lisa if you don't get that already. And then we have uh, volunteer opportunities for our sound team and live stream team. As uh, we're sowing two members of our team to Rama. So uh, if anybody wants to volunteer for that. And like always, you can give anytime during the service. You can give online if you're watching online. And uh, you can't be God's investing in his kingdom. And whether you're giving your gift, your tithes or your offerings, um, you're giving it to God and we do it because we love him. Amen. And it's not the amount of the seed, but it's the obedience to the author of the seed. And Father, we just call every giver. And gift blessed by you in the name of Jesus. And we give you thanks and praise for your goodness in Jesus' name. Amen. Someone say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 
I heard these words this week. Not, I didn't hear an audible voice. But inside. Change. 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 Amen? And you know, any time that you encounter God's Word and His Holy Spirit, He wants to do something different in you. He wants to bring you to a better place. He wants to give you strength. He wants to you to he wants to help you overcome weaknesses. Right? Did anyone in the Bible who encountered Jesus leave off leave worse than what they were? No, everyone who willingly accepted what Jesus was offering were tremendously changed. And we're just going to talk about the change that comes from God's power. You know, His power is designed to change a heart, a life, a situation, something bad into something good. You know, pain is not a good situation, but God's power can take away pain. The Bible says He bore our pain. He took away our infirmities. And by his stripes, we are healed. Amen? And when you serve a creator, he's always wanted to do something new. How many times, you know, God talks a lot about, about doing a new thing. You know, sometimes we get in a religious rut. There were many times that early on, even before I got saved, I was in a religious rut, just doing the same thing over and over and over again, and not really getting anything new out of it. I was in a religious rut until I met the Creator. And when I met the Creator, something drastically changed in me. I became a new person. Right? And how many are willing to accept God's change that he wants to bring to us tonight? Now, there's two sides to change. Accepting it or rejecting it. Okay? Even though God wants to change something in you, around you or for you, you still have to be willing to accept it. Right? He gives you the freedom to reject it, resist it, or accept what he wants to do. Alright? So, just briefly, I'm going to talk about the negative side of change. Rejecting change. And then we're going to talk about the positive side so you're left with something good. Go to Matthew chapter 11 and verse 20. Matthew 11 verse 20. You're in the right place at the right time tonight in the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter your age or your gender. God's power is here for you. 
And he wants to improve your situation. Oh, but it's good. Yeah, but it can be better. Do you want to just settle for good or do you want better? Amen? Matthew eleven twenty. It says something interesting. He was talking about cities. Chorazin and Bethsaida. Things that he did works in. And the Bible says he began to denounce the people in the cities in which most of his miracles were done because, everybody say because, they did not repent or in other words, they did not change. Now, check this out. Um... These are some things that Jesus did in these cities. He, you know, he ministered primarily in the area of Galilee. Jerusalem was primarily his crucifixion area. But he ministered in Galilee. And uh, both he and John the Baptist preached there. Uh, he did many miracles. Uh um, he did his greatest number of miracles in Capernaum. And actually, he set up his headquarters in Capernaum. He healed the centurion servant. He recovered Peter's wife's mother of a fever. He healed the sick man of the palsy he raised Jairus' daughter from the dead, and he healed the woman with the issue of blood. It was actually her faith that healed her. All this took place in the same area, okay? Uh, he opened the eyes of the two blind men here. He cast out the devil from a dumb man, possessed with one. He was possessed with a dumb devil. <laughs> that always cracks me up. Plus, he did a whole lot more. So, these people heard these things. A lot of these people saw these things. They were there in those moments, seeing the work done. But yet, they refused. Not everyone, but some of them refused to change. And he was kind of correcting these Places, You know, it would be just like you. Don't tell me that if you did something great for someone and you put a lot of work into it and they just shrugged it off, you'd be upset. You'd be like, I put a lot of work in that. I put a lot of effort in that. That took up a lot of my time. And you're just throwing it off. That's how Jesus feels sometimes. When he displays his power and his goodness, it is meant for people to change. He loves us too much to remain the same. He does not want us to hurt. He does not want us to experience pain, although we will. I mean, do you realize that as the Savior, he had to suffer and be rejected by the scribes and the Pharisees? Everybody say rejected. rejected. That was part of his process of being the Savior. 
He had to go through rejection. How many know the story of the rich young ruler? He came to Jesus, what must I do to have eternal life? Believe in Jesus, you don't get to do anything, just believe. Right? Jesus offered him discipleship. Matthew 19, Luke 18, and Mark... Uh, let's see, Matthew 19, Mark 10, and Luke 18, all three Gospels. And he said, he got to the heart of the matter. Right? If you give, sell everything you have and give, come and follow me. What did he do? He rejected it. He walked away. Why? He loves stuff more than he loved Jesus. Did Jesus run and tackle him? Did Jesus get him in the headlock? Saying, you can't. No. Jesus gave him the choice to accept his offer or to reject it. Am I telling the truth? See, what are we doing on these Wednesday nights starting last week? We as a body are learning to flow. Learning to yield. Learning to move and respond to the Holy Ghost. How many know the Holy Ghost needs a response? Even when you put a defibrillator on a dead body, that body jumps. Amen? When something that is lifeless comes in contact with power, it makes it jump. I've seen turtles with their head cut off crawl around a little bit longer. It's a little freaky. How about in Matthew 25? Anybody know the story of foolish virgins? What did they do? They let their oil run out. In other words, they never chose to replenish their supply. They never chose to get more. They never chose. They they rejected a refilling. And the Bible called them foolish. Five of them. Right? And... They said, well, give us some of your oil. No, you go get your own oil. Right? And while they were out, the bridegroom was knocking. They missed an opportunity to meet with the bridegroom because they didn't keep their oil. They didn't keep their relationship with God vibrant. Don't let your oil run out. Oil is always symbolizing of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And if you're not involved in spiritual things, you're not participating with the Holy Spirit. He's spiritual. He is a spirit after all. Amen? How about King Agrippa? You can put up Acts 26, 28. Acts 26, 28. Don't worry, we're going to get the good, we're going to get the good stuff here in just a few moments. Stay tuned. Don't turn this channel. Because it's about to get good. It's already good in here. But God's about to turn up the temperature. He's about to turn up the heat. 
Acts 26, 28. Paul was talking to King Agrippa. Do you think that in such a short time you can persuade me to be a Christian? Another version says, you almost persuade me. If he's almost persuaded, that means he's not fully persuaded. That means he didn't make a choice to choose Christ. Paul's giving him the gospel. Paul's sharing his testimony. Paul gave him all this stuff. And there's King Agrippa. You almost persuade me. What's it going to take to fully persuade you? Rejection is just as much as of a response as acceptance. Go to Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3, verses 16 to 18. You must be willing to change when the power confronts you. You can't take hold of the power and remain the same. It's like trying to mix oil and water. No matter how, many, how much you shake that jar, it's not going to mix. When you connect with the power, that power is going to do something good. It's going to do something different. It's going to do something great in your life. Amen? Amen. Hebrews chapter 3, verses 16 to 18. This is a summary of what God thought of people who rejected him. Starting with, who having heard, what did they do when they heard? They rebelled. Rebelling is to making a willful choice that you don't want it. You're actually going the opposite. Who having heard rebelled, indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses? Now when, with whom was he angry for how long? I don't want to tick God off for 40 years. Are you kidding me? Well, God's a God of love. He also gets angry. You ever read Proverbs 6? Six things that God hates, seven that... My version is really tick them off. There are some things that God hates. We don't, we don't really like to talk about that. There are, God hates sin. God hates what sin does to people's lives. God hates the destructiveness and the deadliness of sin. He hates it. He hates it so much that he solved it by sending his son Jesus into this earth. Forty years. Was it not those who sinned? Whose corpses fell in the wilderness? What you do today? I saw a bunch of corpses fall in the wilderness. <laughs> to whom did he swear that they would what? They would not what? Enter into his rest. Why? They rejected his offer. See, if you reject his offer, you don't get his rest or his best. But to those who did not obey. So we see that they could not enter in. They could not enter in because of their unbelief. <laughs> wow. Psalm 81 verse 11. Psalm 81 verse 11. 
My people would not heed my voice, and Israel would have none of me. They wouldn't heed his voice. He was talking, he was communicating, but they weren't listening. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 1. Like I said, just a couple, just another minute here. I'm not going to spend too too long with this. Because this has got to be power packed. Right? Proverbs chapter 1, verse 23. You know, the crinkling of, those, of the paper sounds like fire kindling. Fire's building. Proverbs one twenty three. Turn at my rebuke. Everybody say turn. That's a choice that God gives you that option. You don't have to stay messed up unless you want to. But if you want to, stay with your mess. But if you don't want to, come to me, Jesus said. Simple. It's a simple choice, really. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. When we turn, he's got something better for you. I will pour out my spirit on you. Verse 34, 24. Because I have called you and you what? Refused. Oh, I have stretched out my hand and no one regarded. 25, because you disdained all my counsel and would have none of my rebuke. Wow. Do you realize that if you don't respond positively to his rebuke, you'll be worse than what you were? 26, I will also laugh at your calamity. That doesn't sound like a... This is Bible. When we choose to reject God, we multiply our own mess. I will mock when your terror comes. When terror comes like a storm and your destruction comes like a whirlwind, when distress, distress and anguish come upon you. Jesus told a bunch of Jews in John 5.40, he said, you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. Do you realize when Jesus went to get the Gadarenes in Mark chapter 8, verse 34? They all came together and they begged him to depart from their region. Jesus, we don't want you here. Go. They're telling Jesus to go. He just delivered a man that was possessed with the legion of demons. And they're telling him to go. Luke 4 is probably at the top of the list. Luke 4, verses 28 and 29. Luke 4, 28 and 29. This is when he got up and read from the prophet Isaiah. And he said, today this scripture is fulfilled in your ears, right? 
Notice what they did. They didn't really take that message too good. Okay? All those in the synagogue, when they heard these things, they were filled with wrath. Hey, how did your sermon go today? I got a lot of people angry. They were filled with wrath. And they rose up and thrust him out of the city. This is his first message. Boy, that inspires people to go into the ministry right there. (laughs) And they led him to the brow of the hill on which their city was built that they might throw him over the cliff. That's some serious rejection there. Right? But we are not in the class of those who reject him our way. You don't want to go to that class. That's a failing class. Right? We are in those who accept and respond well to him. How many want to respond well to Jesus tonight? All right? So what do we get when we respond to him in the right way? All right? First of all, he opens up a door to a new and living way. Everybody say new New. and living way. way. That's Hebrews 10, uh, 19. Let's go to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Starting with verse 36. This was after the day of this was after the Holy Spirit fell. Acts 2, verse 36. Say this, say, Jesus loves me too much to leave me the same. I don't know about you, but I've had to change a lot of things over the years. I look back at some of my sermons and like, what? What? I said, what? I've had to change as a parent. I've had to change as a husband. I've had to change as a son. And I'm constantly changing. Why? Because I constantly want the best that God has. And in order to get the best, listen, if you want to go buy a new wardrobe, you're going to have to make some space for it. You can't keep the old wardrobe and the new wardrobe together. Am I right about it? When you go out to get a garment and the hanger breaks because they're so, they're so tightly wound together. Right? You're, trying, you're fighting with that closet trying to get that thing out. It's like a tug of war. Because it's got too much stuff. You've got to make some space. Tonight we're going to make some space in our hearts. Alright? Acts chapter 2 verse 36. Let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus 
whom you crucified, both what? Lord and Christ. Everybody say, he's Lord and Christ. He is the Messiah, he is the anointed one, but he's also Lord. He is the shepherd, he is the leader, he is the one who, who is on the top. He's, everybody say he's number one. That makes us number two. Jesus first, me second. Alright? Verse 37, now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. Something about what was said cut their hearts. Right? It pierced their hearts. It, uh, it got to the deepest part of their hearts. It caused emotional agitation. Right? It literally means mortally wounded. Right? They were cut to the heart. It, that's called conviction. Everybody say conviction. And see, God get, got their attention. They were cut to the heart, right? And said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? See, once the message got into their heart, they were willing to take action. They were willing to change. Because when they were confronted with the power, they knew that what they had was not sufficient and they needed what he was talking about. So they had to change. What must we do? Right? Okay? Then Peter said to them, repent, the big R word. That's the big change word that God put in his word. Repent. And this should, is this the amplified? Yes. Notice, change your views and purpose to accept the will of God in your inner selves instead of rejecting it. That's what it means to repent. Change your views. Change inside and then change out here. I'm so glad for repentance. Do you realize that repentance was the first message that Jesus preached? It was the first message that John preached, and it was the first message that Peter preached. Must be something to it. If John, Jesus, and Peter are preaching repentance in their first message, that's a good place to start. Right? Okay? He goes on to say, Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive. Everybody say and. and. Not only do you get salvation, but you receive the Holy Ghost. You receive the power of God. When you repent, it opens the door for something better. It opens the door for more power, more grace, more goodness. Hallelujah. Notice, those who receive the Holy Ghost are those who repent. Now, I'm not saying you have to repent, but the Holy Ghost might be telling you. Verse 39, for the promise is for you and your children and all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. When someone calls you, what do you got to do? You got to answer it, right? 
Otherwise, they don't think you're home or they don't think you're there and then they got to leave a voicemail. Answer the call. Respond. Everybody say respond. We got to respond to God. All right? And then go to go to Acts chapter 3. And this is going to be the last thing that we look at tonight. What what is tonight called? Wednesday night refreshing. You ever wonder what that means? I'm so glad you asked that question. Because you're about to find out tonight. Acts chapter 3 and verse 19. This is the foundational scripture for years ago. When we first came here, Wednesday nights were a prayer meeting. And we really felt like it needed to change. And one night in a prayer meeting, a prophetic word came out about Wednesday night refreshing. And it's been called Wednesday night refreshing ever since. It stopped being a prayer meeting. It started being more of a regular meeting where you get taught the word and the Holy Ghost can move. And uh, that's been a good lasting change. Acts 3.19. Repent and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. Aren't you glad you can get your sins blotted out? Your sins can be redacted. Where the devil and no one else can read it. Amen? God redacts our sin with his blood. So that times of refreshing may come from where? The presence of the Lord. And, see, God always has a bonus. And he may send you Jesus who was preached to you. All right? So, let me give you what this means. All right? Repent, turn, turn back, turn around. All right? Be converted, change. Conversion is change, right? Back in 1988, my dad bought a brand new van and we brought him and I brought it home on New Year's Eve. It was a Ford conversion van, which means they took an empty van and they converted it by putting stuff on the inside, luxury seats, captain seats that could swivel. Plus carpeting in that. It was a white van with, oh, that thing was beautiful. See, because my dad always liked to have a van to make long trips in. And because he, 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 was, he was for comfort. Amen. Listen, it's good to be comfortable. Matter of fact, Jesus wants you comfortable. He sent us a comforter. Right? Anyway, it was a conversion van. You took an empty van and put something on the inside and made it nice. Amen? God wants to put something on the inside and He wants to make you nice. He wants to make you comfortable. He wants to make you plush where His presence can be in there. Times. Times. When's a good time to be healed? Right now? 
When's a good time to get undepressed? When's a good time to have joy? When's a good time to have peace? When's a good time to understand the love of God? When's a good time to get provided for? Now you guys are A plus students, right? You have entered into the arena of now. This is the arena of now. Now faith is. Okay? This word refreshing. Alright, I'm almost done. It means a recovery of breath after doing physical labor. It means a refreshment, a revival. It means to be able to breathe easily again. It means a cooling or reviving with fresh air. And it is only used in this verse, in all the New Testament, verse 19. And God promises times of, who does he promise times of refreshing to? To those who repent. Those who are willing to change. Those who embrace change. Those who accept change. Those who want to put away the past and embrace something new. Not to just anybody. Okay? Now, I'm going to give you the steps to this and then I'm going to be done and we're going to let the Holy Ghost move. Amen? Steps to refreshing. Did you know that there were steps to refreshing? Number one, repentance leads to conversion. If you want to get filled with something better on the inside, you've got to repent. You've got to be willing to change. Change your attitude. Change your behavior. Change your mindset. Change the way you talk. Change the way you give. Oh. Some people want to tip God and not tithe God. You've got to change the way you give. We don't tip God. We tithe. What's a tithe? Ten percent. I'm given. You know, God's never changed the amount that he wants us to give. Ten percent. And if you want to add to it, that's offering. I, I, I know there was a businessman who dedicated his life to God and God gave him some awesome designs and machines. He was tithing 10% and living, or, um, I'm sorry, he was tithing 90% of his income and living on 10. And he was living really good on 10 because he was a multimillionaire. All right? So repentance leads to conversion. Well, I don't need anything to repent of. You've got a problem right there. Say nothing else. You just have you just have communicated to everybody that you are self righteous. You might be okay to man's standard, but not God's standards. I don't need to change. <laughs> yes, you do. All right. Conversion leads to a covering of your past mistakes. Where did that mistake go? I know it's been covered. As far as the east is from the west, it's forgotten. It's in the sea of forgetfulness. Where'd you put your mistake? I put it in the sea of forgetfulness. I can't find it, and neither can God. 
When you repent, does God ever bring up your past mistakes? No. The moment you repent, your slate is wiped clean. You have been pressure washed by the blood. Pressure washed. It gets that stain out. All right? Repentance leads to conversion. Conversion leads to covering of your past mistakes. Times of refreshing then come from God's presence. See, repentance is a declaration of change and conversion is walking it out. Is being different. So when you're depressed, you might go, ha, ha, ha. You don't have to feel like it. You don't, why? You're, you're doing something different. You spent enough time crying, now spend some time laughing. Watch some Three Stooges or something. woo, 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 woo. So, repentance will always bring times of refreshing. Right? Being, instead of overheating, right? When a car is overheating, you've got to stop and let it cool down. Amen? Because an overheated car will cause more problems. And God, listen... He kept three individuals cool in the midst of a fire. That's, what did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they got times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. They were about to go in something bad, experience something terrible and tragic. The world was putting them in the fire, and they weren't afraid of the fire. Why? Because they knew times of refreshing. And then finally... He will send Jesus to you. In other words, it'll be in accordance to his word. It'll be in accordance to his word. So repentance leads to conversion. Conversion covers your mistakes and times of refreshing. A shower of power. Amen? How many would be here tonight to say, I need to change something in my life? We're not going to ask you what you need to change. But you're just acknowledging that you need to change something. Stand to your feet. And are you ready to embrace that change? Whatever God wants you to do, understand this. God's got your best interest at heart. He loves you. He will do nothing to harm you. Say, Heavenly Father, I am fully aware of what needs to change in my life. I am standing before you tonight, and I'm ready to embrace your change. I turn from my wicked way, and I embrace your, your right way. Here I am, Lord. Cleanse me by your blood. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your restoration in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to start walking differently. I'm going to start talking differently. 
and I'm going to start acting differently. I'm going to think differently. I'm changed in Jesus' name. Oh, you've just opened the door to times of refreshing that are coming right now from his presence in the name of Jesus. Times of refreshing. And if you want to get in on this, if you want to go even further and deeper, I want you to come up here right now in the name of Jesus. If you want to go deeper into God, I mean, this is your walk of faith. Amen? Hallelujah. See, God never tells you to do something because he's not in the disappointment business. He's in the anointing business. And we're just going to spread that anointing. Oh, hallelujah, Father. We thank you so much for your anointing. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Shh. Hallelujah. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. A fresh and new anointing. In the name of Jesus. It brings relief. It brings joy. It brings renewal. Hallelujah. <laughs> thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Fresh touch of your anointing. Strengthening. 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 In the name of Jesus. A fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. Fresh fire from heaven in the name of Jesus. Fire, 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 fire. Woo! Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. Enjoy. God says enjoy, my son. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Fresh. Fresh, fresh, fresh. If you can pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost right now. In the name of Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Fresh touch. Fresh touch. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, renewed, renewed, renewed. In the name of Jesus. Times of refreshing, Father. A double dose of the Holy Ghost. A double dose of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Out of your belly flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke of the Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for your touch. The touch of God in the name of Jesus. Fill her full, Father. Satisfy her mouth with good things. In the name of Jesus. Strength for the battle. Strength for the battle. The victory is yours. 
strength for the battle. The triumphant is yours in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for activating the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. It's bubbling up. It's rising up. It's rising, rising, rising in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that times of refreshing have been opened and they're flowing and she's growing and you're showing in the name of Jesus. Fill her full, Father. Fill her full, full, full. Ha, 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 ha. Thank you, Father, for filling her full in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for filling him full, full, full of your glory. Full of your glory. Full of your glory. In the name of Jesus. We activate that fresh anointing, Father. In the name of Jesus. Times of refreshing coming from your presence. Times, times, time and again. This time, next time, all the time. Refreshing, refreshing, refreshing is flowing. Refreshing is moving. Refreshing. Hallelujah. Streams of refreshing in the name of Jesus. Dynamite. Your, your wick is lit. Explosive. Explosive. Explosion in the name of Jesus. He's here to pump you up in the name of Jesus. You are, you're going to be locked and loaded in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you right now for your times of refreshing to come upon her in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Invigorating strength in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you right now that he is drunk in the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that he is inebriated with the new wine that you're giving him, Father, in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that you're just filling this vessel full till he overflows. Filled till he overflows. I'm calling forth the overflow in the name of Jesus. Overflow, 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 overflow. It's increasing and it's rising. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, I thank you. Thank you, Father. Taste and see. You'll discover that my word is sweet 
It can't be beat in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I give you good honey, and it's very funny. (laughs) In the name of Jesus. thank you right now from his mind down to his toes in the name of Jesus he's taken steps to grow to grow in godliness to grow in divine authority to grow in the anointing in the name of Jesus hallelujah you're going from a ratchet to a what do they call the compressor wrench Impact, yes, yes. God's making an impact in the name of Jesus. He's impacting you right now in greater ways in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. No toil. No toil. (laughs) It's going to be the easiest thing. God wants to do something in young people tonight. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you think you're on fire. Wait till you get in contact with the fire of God. Fire! Fire! <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> you ain't got no, wear no protective gear for this fire. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord Jesus. It won't burn you, but it'll turn you. Glory God, it'll turn your situation around. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, you're a nightmare to the devil. You're a nightmare to the devil. Hallelujah. The fierceness of God. The fierceness of God. The fierceness of God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You're going to shine because you're a soul winner. Hallelujah. You're going to shine. You're going to sit at the Lord's table and you're going to enjoy your dinner because you're a soul winner in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for a fire that set ablaze in the name of Jesus. Fire. Hallelujah. 
fire in the name of Jesus. What's happening? God's people are being refreshed. Amen? See, because he cooperates with you. He will never force his way on you. You've got to cooperate with him. You've got to choose. Amen? Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Mr. Josiah. Come here, my son. See, these, this shirt, you're about to spread your wings and fly. Father, I thank you that as he waits on you, he will renew his strength and he will mount up with wings of eagles. You will run and not be weary. You will walk and not faint in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you just touch him with your presence and your power for this hour. Fill him full, full of your Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. See, and, and here's the thing. Every move is different. You think, well, it ought to be this way. Well, God may think it might be another way. In the name of Jesus. So, you've you got to be open. And you've got to be flexible. And you've got to be willing to do something that you've never done before. I mean, how did the disciples know how to heal the sick? Because they saw Jesus do it. Amen? Put, put your hands out here. Father, Fresh, fresh fire, fresh fire in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. See, there's, there's no way that you could plan for this. I didn't know I was going to do this. I had no idea. And sometimes, you know, you're just drawn. You're just drawn to someone. You don't know why. It's just like there's just something there and it's like pulling you in. Right? And so you just do and whatever is on your heart to do, you do it. I mean, you got to do it in faith. I mean, well, what if I missed it? So What? I mean, you miss it. Don't get stuck on the miss. Even a baseball player gets three strikes. Amen? If you miss it the first time, go up for the second time. If you miss it the second time, go up for the third time. Amen? You don't stop because you do something wrong or something that you weren't supposed to do. You just keep going. You've got to learn to flow. The Holy Ghost has a flow to him. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. He flows. He's like a river. Yeah. I mean, he, he, Jesus even, he never even healed people the same way. 
He never used the same method over and over again. There were different times when he used similar things, but it was different each each time. Why? The Holy Spirit was telling him what to do in that moment. Amen? And let me tell you, this takes a lot of faith for a teacher. You got to kind of walk out there. You know, some people like when they're, it's, they're, it's only up to their ankles. But then God calls you further, and then it gets up to your knees. But then God calls you even more, and then you're, you got some waders on, hip waders, right? And then he calls you where you can't even touch the bottom, and you just got to swim, right? That's in Ezekiel 47. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we thank you that you are opening up the doors and the times of refreshing. Father, you are refreshing this people tonight in the name of Jesus. Lord, you are refreshing them, strengthening them, increasing their joy, increasing their peace, increasing your touch in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Did you get something tonight? Hallelujah. These are precious, precious times. What's going to happen next? I don't know. You have to just come and see. Amen? Well, Father, I thank you that you have plans to prosper these people. Plans to give them an expected end and not to harm them. And Lord, I just thank you that the Holy Spirit is performing your word in them. And they're going to go, Father, in your presence. They're going to take their, your presence wherever they go. And Lord, it's going to cause chaos to the enemy. It's going to cause chaos to the enemy. And it's going to bring grace to the believer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Have a great rest of the week.